0: Three, two, one,
1: roll the footage.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And what if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, their workflows, and their solutions? This is exactly what we do here every day. And today we explore with entrepreneur, father of nine and professional trader, the main trading mistakes and how you can trade the right way. Welcome everybody, Casey Stabs. Thank you. Hey Casey, what are you currently creating? Uh, so I'm working on a couple
1: different things right now. Uh, I'm in the process of writing a book, uh, about swing trading, learning how to swing trade everything that I've learned over the last 25 years. I'm putting that into a book. Uh, I'm also building a high end coaching program, uh, where me and my coaches are going to work hand in hand with people, helping them become traders.
0: Beautiful. And do you work with people who begin and become traders or traders already on an advanced level, Uh, mainly beginners? And we want to try
1: to help them accelerate the process. I know you're in sprinting and uh, getting to the success a lot quicker than what is usually happens on average for traders. It's usually seven years to be successful, and what happens then is most people don't make it because they don't have the endurance to go the seven years. So most quit before they
0: ever actually achieve breakthrough. Seven years—that's interesting. And and because you you say sprinter, it's funny. My investment strategy is not a sprint strategy; it's very long term. <laughs> I do just fundamentals. I have my portfolio allocation, and I buy the dips and I hold it. That's it. (laughs) Every month I buy the dips and I hold it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, if you're a business guy and you're busy, you don't you to be a sprinter in trading, you got to put 100% of your focus into it.
0: So teach us what is what is the traders day, the traders week? How do one get started? Uh, So the best thing is
1: just to get as much education as you can online, reading whatever you can read, uh, get some good books on it. Uh, I'm not going to mention any because you're going to ask me that question later on, Uh, but uh, just take in the knowledge is a great first step. And then from there, With trading, they have a great opportunity that you can actually practice and you can practice trading without actually taking any money. So that would be the first step is just to read up on it and then get a practice account and just practice trading and don't risk any real money until you're consistently successful with practice account.
0: And what happens in these first seven years? What are the learning stages, the things one needs to learn?
1: Uh, Well, what usually happens is that uh, the reason people don't succeed is because money is involved and it's very emotional Uh, when you do something with money, it can impact you in a big way. Like if you lose a trade or you lose a lot of money it really has a psychological and also an emotional impact on you. And for a lot of people, that's just too much for them to handle because they haven't learned to handle their emotions. And as a trader, I've uh, lost a lot of money and it's very difficult to deal with. It's very difficult to rebound. An example, Maybe outside of trading would be like getting scammed. You know, have you ever fallen victim of a scam? I've actually fallen victim of an online scam where I was scammed and you just feel so bad. You know, you're just like depressed. You feel guilty. You feel like, oh, why was I so stupid? You know, and you just kind of wallow in those thoughts for a long time. And it can really mess you up, mess up your head game. And uh, a lot of people just can't handle that. And that's why they don't continue on uh, for the, until they're successful.
0: I can relate a lot because even with my long term strategy, I get so emotional. Like this week, I was so emotional about Bitcoin. I go to my wife. I, I am very heavily into Bitcoin. I have to say a uh, high percentage of my portfolio is Bitcoin. I a my- part is real estate, part is stocks, uh, part is alternatives. Very small cash percentage and a very big Bitcoin percentage. And so I go to my wife, super excited, and say earning calls of Amazon coming up. If they say they have Bitcoin on their balance sheet, this is going to through the roof. And she goes, why are you so emotional? You have taken your decision. You have allocated your portfolio. It's for our children. So Relax. Why, why should we think? Why should we continue thinking about it? And I am super emotional. And whenever earnings call come up, I get all tangled up. So. If somebody is like that, how can, we, how can we take emotion out of this equation?
1: So the thing about human emotions is that you have emotions and that's how we are as people. And so one of my coaches uh, taught me just experience the emotion, but then if you're thinking logically, don't let it cause you to change your decisions. Um, so make logical decisions and what we don't want to do is, oh man, that earnings call w- was missed and now I'm going to do something crazy, right? Like, and that's what, what traders tend to do is like they get emotional, they lo- make a big loss and they might only, you know, they have $10,000 and they lose a lot of it. And they're like, okay, I got to make that all back on one trade. They throw all the money back in and then they lose everything. Uh, and another thing is, is understanding control. In life, there's really not a lot of things that we can actually control. Around us, things are happening all the time, and yet we as people love to believe that we're in control of things. And really the only thing that we can control is our own personal actions and our own thoughts. And uh, as a trader, really the only thing I can control is when I get into the market and when I get out. That's it. And so if I know ahead of time, pre-planning, when I'm gonna get in, And when I'm going to get out, then there's really nothing else I can do outside of that. So why get emotional over things that I literally have no ability to control?
0: When we can, when to get in, when to get out. I love it. Simple and clear. Now we want to go in when the prices are low and we want to get out when the prices are high. But some people say uh, it's impossible to time the market. Now, a trader might say something else, right? Well, do your technical analysis. There is resistance level, there is support level, right? Buy at support, sell at resistance. What's your take?
1: Support and resistance levels are are where it's at, to be honest. Um, And can you time the market? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, Can you time it every time? No, no, you can't. But you can time it enough. It's a percentage thing. With traders, it's a percentage thing. You know, you want to If you have your winning days are bigger than your losing days and you have more winning days than losing days, then you're in good shape, right? And that's really what it's all about. And, um, if you can time a support level, you can get in, you can get out, you take your money. I like to trade swing trading, but I also like to do day trading, which means I might get into a trade and literally if it moves few cents I'll get in and I'll get out in five minutes and you know you make your money and you go to the next thing and so uh, those support and those resistance levels are really important and you can do really well if you just play the averages
0: what is a swing trade for people who never heard about it
1: such a good question uh,
0: a swing trade is a trade that is going to last
1: for a few days Uh, anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. So you identify a level. So I'm looking at my Bitcoin chart as I'm talking to you, and there's a really strong level on Bitcoin at about 29,800 level, 30,000. That's a very strong support level, right? And I'm sure you're aware of that level. And I've had traders discuss with me um, that if that level goes, that Bitcoin They would take a swing trade which means that that level goes short they're going to take a swing trade to where to the next support level on bitcoin which would be roughly about twenty thousand, right so if that level breaks they're going to hold it for a few days until it gets to the next level so it's anywhere from a couple days to a couple of weeks usually from one swing of the market to the next you're not trying to catch the whole move a trend trader is somebody that holds it for a long time or A position trader holds it for years where we catch everything. But a swing trader just wants to catch one piece of a move.
0: And I'm getting emotional again because you said Bitcoin and I'm thinking of the earnings call, the other that's coming. But uh, down from emotions, just asking, um, how do you do this technical analysis? How do you come up with this is support? This is resistance. This is when I go in, this is when I go out.
1: So the way to find support is you look at a price chart and a chart will have, it uses candlesticks. It's a candlestick is how you analyze the chart and you find where price has stopped and changed directions. And it'll be indicated on the, the chart. So for example, we'll keep Bitcoin as the example. We can see that price has stopped on Bitcoin at 29,000 level, one, two, three times, right? And so that means that support level, if if you would have bought on that level, um, it would have held and you would have made money. So you you find that price on the chart, 30,000 level. It gets down there and you're going to buy now. I'm looking at Bitcoin now it's pushing 40 and the 40 and the 42,000 is a resistance level. So as a swing trader, I'm saying, okay, Bitcoin, I'm thinking about selling it around the 41,000 because I think that it's going to break, it's going to move lower and it could go from, from 40 to 30 again. And that would be a trade that I would make. Um, If I'm wrong, I put a stop loss which means I say okay I'm going to take get out at 43000 which means that I was going to short it it didn't go my direction I was off $1000 I take a small loss but if I make it if the trade works it goes all the way to 30 I make 9000 you lose a thousand you make 9000 that's a really good trade
0: and thus so you do that line and then you know it's a support level if it will bounce back up and you know it's a resistance level if it will probably bounce back down and not get through. If it goes through resistance, resistance becomes a support, which I find fascinating. So what is the the science behind it? Uh, how, how can it be? Is it reliable? And how how is it that it's so reliable? So the science behind it is that you've got millions
1: of people that say that this is how it works. <laughs> and so everybody is buying and selling on those prices. and. I look at the markets like an auction. And so if you've ever been to an auction, when I was a young man, I went to a car auction and I bought a car and I went in and it was, I didn't have a lot of money, but the price of the car started bidding at like $500. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this car and I'm going to get it really cheap. It was a 2005 Dodge Neon and I went in and I was the only one bidding and then somebody else jumped in. And the price just started to go up. Then somebody else jumped in and then the price started going up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it became, it it moved from getting a good deal to winning the auction, right? And so then I just didn't really care about getting a good deal. I just wanted to beat this guy. And so emotional buying takes place and the price kept going up and going up and going up and thankfully I didn't get the car because it, it just was more than what I could afford Uh, but that's how the markets are moving it's buyers and sellers are battling and when they see that levels there's all the buyers are trying to push the price higher all the sellers are trying to push the price lower and eventually one side wins
0: some of the guests that we had already that were in investment they said that they they gave some investment tips already to their kids who are 13 years old nine years old even you have nine children do you talk to your children about trading
1: Uh, i do i don't really talk about trading i'm more of
0: a a long-term
1: investment with them until they get older Uh, my oldest daughter is 22 and she works for me and she um trades in the sense of i'm every, every month her and I pick a stock to add to her portfolio. And then she just puts a percentage of her pay. And what's amazing is you just using that strategy. She has tripled her money in the three years that she's worked for me, but I figured she started when she's 18. Uh, by the time she's 28, 30, she's going to have a very nice portfolio. If she can be consistently do this. And my son who's 14, I just started doing it with him as well. Uh, I'm starting younger with them now. And here's, I'll, if you're interested, I can share a strategy that I use to pick stocks that I think works really well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, the markets, technology, innovation—it's always what drives businesses and markets. And so, if you look back the last couple hundred years of stocks, there's a couple things that really stand out. Number one is a new a new field, right? Something new. So we could give some examples like. Uh, automobiles at the turn of the century, right? Automobiles was new. So that would have been a great field to get into. Now it took some time for automobiles to be accepted. Just like now, you know, Bitcoin, it's taking time. People are like, oh, these cars are terrible. We want to stick with the horse, right? (laughs) So it takes time for things to get adopted. Uh, But, you know, when McDonald's came out with fast food, that was a new industry. They created the fast food industry. Uh, you look at telephone, you look at the internet, you look at with Microsoft and computers and apples and computers and iPhones and cell phones and the internet and all of these new technologies. If you come in with something new, then that's a great investment. So that's the first part of it. And then the second part of it is you want to pick the leader, right? Look for a company that stands apart because usually the leader will just go head and shoulders above the rest. So I always look at in terms of athletics right? When you're looking at sports, there's usually one guy that's way better than everybody else. You know, Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady is the greatest. If I was an investor, I would invest in Tom Brady, right? You want to find the Tom Brady in a sport and you want to find it in a new field. So a perfect example would be like with electronic vehicles, electric vehicles. They're new. It's a new industry. And who's the leader? Well, Tesla. So that is one of the strategies that I teach my kids to get involved in to get them at some really good growth
0: rates. Can we be also too early? Um, like I am in CRISPR since eight months and it's still waiting to start. Everybody knows it's the technology of the future, of the future, but it's it's taking forever to start. Or Bitcoin is similar, right? Well, with that particular strategy I talked about, you want
1: to look at the revenues too as well. Um, if their revenues are growing then eventually the 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 company's going to take off. And Tesla was a great example of that. You know, Tesla, the stock didn't move for a long time. When 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 it first came out, you know, everybody was talking about it. They were talking about electronic vehicles. But this, that's why if you do a, a, a constant buy-in on these, like I teach my kids, I put in $50 a week, $100 a week, whatever you can afford, just put it in because you get it low. So like CRISPR, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good setup myself just keep an eye on it but just keep pumping money in 100 a week 100 a week 100 a week while it's cheap because then when it takes off it's going to really take off and you're if you're adding 100 a week when it's going up higher and higher and higher well that's not going to really help you much but adding that money in when it's low and then when it explodes that's when it'll really pay off for you
0: beautiful and i'm so curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors.
1: Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprint.com/tools.
0: When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging, but from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you give the strategy award to?
1: Uh, Well, I would give this award to uh, Perry Marshall and I just was introduced to him not too long ago. He wrote a book called 80 20 sales and marketing. I read that book. I was really blown away and, uh, his concepts, I mean, they're not, he didn't invent them, but just focusing on the top percentage of performance in your business and even in trading, you know, find that trade that really works and do more of that. Find the thing that really works, cut out the rest, um, and so his influence with me on that was really, really uh, helpful.
0: Beautiful. He was here and he shared s- so many cool things in the morning. His morning rituals are reading very old books instead of the death scroll. That he, uh, That's how he calls reading emails in the morning. He's, he's super smart. That book is an amazing book, but also he, he as a person is a super interesting human being so listeners if you want to go deeper into perry marshall check the episode of the strategy sprints podcast with perry marshall it's amazing and what are other books that inspired you uh so you had asked for three books so i was thinking
1: about it i might yeah i'm I'm gonna keep it with three uh so the first book i'm going to mention is called the purpose driven life uh that Mm -hmm. was written by Rick Warren. Really good book. It's a a Christian-based book, uh, but I read that 16 years ago, and it totally rocked my world and uh, changed my life forever. So really solid. Uh, Another book I'm going to put in there was the one I just mentioned, which was Perry Marshall, uh, 80-20 Marketing. Uh, sales and marketing by Perry Marshall and then the third book is how to think and trade like a champion by Mark Minervini Uh, Mark is a championship trader traded millions and millions of dollars and his uh, insights his strategies
0: everything that he teaches in that book is really on
1: point and has been a great influence to me
0: wow and the principles in that book can be applied by people if they read it
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if you want to trade, you really should grab that copy of that book.
0: Super cool. Now that we have talked, children, uh, where do you think will Bitcoin be long term? Uh,
1: so, long term, I'm pretty excited about Bitcoin. Um, I think that the great, there's some, it has some really good things going for it fundamentally, not even talking about charts. Um, if we look at Bitcoin, I compare it to gold a lot um, because it has to be mined like gold. It, you know, it's in, in the, gold has been around as money for thousands and thousands of years uh, since the beginning, basically. And it's hard to get gold. You have to work for it. It's not like today's dollar where you just click a button on your computer and it instantly shows up in your bank account. Gold really requires a lot of effort. You have to buy the land, so that costs a lot of money. You have to uh, dig the land up. You have to buy all this equipment. You have to process it, refine it, and send it out. A lot of manpower, a lot of money, a lot of effort to get just a small bit of gold. And Bitcoin's the same way uh, because you have to buy computers. You have to buy supercomputers. You have to buy... Uh, these massive warehouses and the electricity to run it and so that in itself gives creates a lot of value for gold for bitcoin just because it's a created thing the other thing about bitcoin that i find is really fascinating and and good for long term is the fact that it's limited Uh, i forget the number but i just looked it up but we're really close to reaching the max amount of
0: bitcoin 19 million of 21 million i think
1: Right. So we're close. And so when that hits, I expect the value to really go up as long as the market is still there and people still find a, a use for it. Uh, some of the other great things about Bitcoin is the person to person transfer. So easy to send money. You know, using banks is such a hard process. You got to, if you want to wire somebody money, you got to do all of these difficult tasks. And it's so hard, whereas Bitcoin, it's like, click, send the money. Um, and so that in, it, in itself makes it really useful. So I think long term, I can't predict a price, but I think it's a great long term investment. And as a trader, uh, whenever it hits a support level, I'm going
0: to be someone looking to buy Bitcoin at all the support levels,
1: which means floor, which means going down to a level where price has been before.
0: We have heard. 250k as one price. We have heard 750k. We have heard 1.25 millions per Bitcoin. If if you look at the macro potential, um, is there is there any number that resonates more with you? Knowing that it's hard to know now
1: honestly not i don't i can't think of a number the market can go where it's going to go and it's based off of emotion it's based off of traders moving those markets it's based off of money flow you know what happens with a macro and i'm not into the into fundamentals that much but what happens is people move money in and out of sectors right so when bitcoin gets really hot all those big whales, the big money people, they then roll their money into another sector that looks more attractive. And that's why we see ebbs and flows. So there's just so many different variables. And we don't know when those things could happen either, timing, I mean, if this 29,000 level goes, I could see Bitcoin going to 20,000 and then there's another level after that where it could go down to 15,000. So Bitcoin could have another two or three year drought like it did on the last time, or maybe even longer. Uh, So, you know, you just got to look at what the market is doing and follow what the market is telling
0: you. Looking forward, what excites you about your own business that you run? Where do you see your business in three years?
1: Uh, So what's exciting me about my business is I've been doing this for 11 years and Uh, And what I mean by that is I've been trading for much longer, but been teaching traders for 11 years. And what's exciting is that my products, my services, my training is really getting to a good level and that we're going to be able to really help transform people's lives through successful trading. And so that's really the thing that's exciting to me is seeing people uh, get it and take advantage of it and really run with it. It's very, it's very similar to being a business coach because business is really tough. I think the numbers for traders and business owners are very similar, uh, somewhere to like ninety percent of people that start businesses don't end up successful. Um, it's a tough business to crack, and trading's the same way. And so it's exciting to be able to help those people uh, crack that code.
0: Beautiful. If people want to learn from Casey steps where can they find you?
1: Uh, well, I have a couple different things. My main area is my website, tradingstrategyguides.com. And uh, I have a lot of different strategies on there that I teach. And so that's the main way to get in touch with me. I also have a podcast called the How to Trade It podcast. That, you can get a link to that podcast on my website, Trading Strategy Guides. Uh, and so those are the two primary ways to, to get access to my services and see what I'm up to these days.
0: Who should be my next guest? Uh,
1: Well, I was thinking a lot about that and I was going to recommend Josh Long from the Bottleneck Breakthrough. worked with Josh, listened to his podcast. He's a great guy and he's really good at solving business problems.
0: Oh, wow. And we need solutions to business problems. Who doesn't need it? Beautiful. Thank you so much, Casey, for being here and uh, sharing your wisdom, your knowledge with us. Please come back soon. Thank you, Simon. It was a great honor. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one Sprint Coach. We double your revenue.